some guys mm. and I'm close to the AC. So it makes this <laughs> noise, right? But also, <laughs> if you guys hear it for some reason in this room, like once every uh, 45 minutes, there's this really spooky, loud bang sound that I can't <laughs> figure out what Great. it is. So <laughs> if it happens, I'll point it out. But Good. I yeah. think it's the AC, but it... I don't know what it, it sounds exactly, exactly like someone like forcefully opening the door, uh, which oh, has been. Great. That's exactly what real, I want to hear. It's real good on my nerves. It's, mm -hmm. it's you know, on the edge of falling asleep and it just, or, or, or oh. yeah, it doesn't say cha-ching. It doesn't say, that it would does. be cool if it did say cha-ching. It would be maybe even <laughs> a little I'd be like, hell alluring. yeah. Yeah, okay. What did I win? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> cha-ching all you fucking want, brother. Uh, no. But it, it just bang, and it scares the like hell out of me. Mm. I don't like mm. that. That used to happen in my bedroom, just on the inside, on the walls, from nothing, and that was fun. Spooky ass bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I loved the debate. By the way, I don't know if you heard any of it, and I I don't remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, but the, the debate happening betwixt the family members about whether or not that house is haunted. Oh, God. Did you hear any of that? No, if I hear it, I usually leave because it just makes me tired. I, I've i said my case. I know what I saw. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think the main detractor, like the main uh, argument for your childhood home not being haunted is that it was a new build and Which nobody is had like, died there. Nobody gives a shit. I don't give a shit. That is that doesn't matter. With what we've learned, that is so it's such a non-issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, team, you don't have to have had, had somebody die there for it to be haunted. That's my, that's the team that I'm Oh, on. yeah. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. Team Edward. Yeah. Glad we sorted that. Yeah, I really think everybody was going to not be able to sleep tonight if you wouldn't have clarified that at the end, just in case. Yeah. Oh, I know I I'm think... relieved. <laughs> that fucking fake sigh. Great. Oh, by the way, speaking of fucking fake side sighs, dude, we got y'all on accident. I that cracked we, me up so hard. I didn't for a second. I just this the small little bit we did at the very end of last week's episode where we were like, oh, we're not going to cuss anymore. I I didn't ever, I, it wasn't planned. It was just something we just threw out there for funsies. We didn't coordinate. I just thought it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. So many of you guys got scared. A lot. Yeah. And that yeah. made me so gleeful. It made me yeah. so chuffed. Uh, I didn't even expect yeah. it. What an unexpected treat. But no, absolutely yeah. not. Do I, I, I cannot. I cannot stop swearing. I think I would shrivel up and turn into dust. It would happen accidentally. I got to um, get it out the somehow. The amount of times. I did, dude, 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 listen, like, the amount of times that I do it accidentally in the middle of, like, when we do sponsorships. Oh. Um, and then we have to, like, re-record because it's like, I'm like, can we say fuck? And like, can we say this fucking rocks tits? Um, <laughs> and most of y'all don't mind. 
I also want to say thank y'all. That was very, su- we, we also had supportive comments that were like, hey, if this is what y'all got to do, then I'm okay with it. But, you know, it'll Why? be different if y'all don't yeah. swear anymore. I, th- that was very sweet of you guys yeah. to be so uh Y'all were okay supportive. with us trying <laughs> yeah. to better ourselves. Yeah. Well, let me give you a little plug here. Mm. Uh, one of the reasons we're able to stay as freely owned and, and do whatever the hell we want uh, is because of you guys on our Patreon. And also because uh, you guys who have witchy services or products that you would like to advertise on the Witch Page mm. Amateur Hour. So check us out, patreon.com slash or send us an email at wabah, uh, wbhpodcast at gmail.com if you want to advertise. Anyway, there's that plug. Uh, what are we doing today talking you know talking just talking can i before we start Mm. i have two things a i am in houston texas right now and i am going to the houston texas galleria (laughs) tonight and i'm so excited does it also have an ice rink it sure fucking does dude it sure do it also has nice. a Savage, uh, a Savage X Fenty store, oh. which is very exciting to me because I've never been to one of their actual locations, and I do love some plus size athleisure wear. Um, I anywho. love the. Ga- I've so growing up as a country kid, when we would occasionally hit up the Galleria, it was yes. it is. I, I so I never have ice skated, so I never took part in the ice skating portion. <gasps> never, of, never. I want to. I just never did. I do want to do that. Uh, Mm. But I did. There were like that because I was a big uh, Betsy Johnson fan growing up, like in my teen years. I know you remember. Uh Uh Um, Uh And there was like a Betsy Johnson store at the Galleria. And like, you know, all the dresses were like four hundred dollars. But still, I was able to like go in and touch them. You know, and that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could try them on maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Take pictures in the dude. I have. Or I guess I had. I don't know if I have them anymore. But I had so many pictures of me as a teen, clearly inside of a changing room. But, like, I had cropped out, like, the sides Mm -hmm. of it. And it's just me in the mirror. And I thought, like, it would be... It's what you do. No one could tell. But you could see the fucking bench behind me, you know, or whatever. (laughs) But... (laughs) I, uh, I took so many glamour shots. But that leads me to... Uh, another point I saw recently a uh, God, I don't remember where, but one of these little in-store Sears or like even in Walmart, maybe now, I don't know. Those professional photography places where you can go in and get like your Christmas card made. And we absolutely have to do that. We a hundred percent. I want me and you to, to go do like old school Vaseline filter type glamour yes. shots. Yes, I would. Oh my god! Yes, in like a, in like somebody's back, um, somebody's like back back part of the garage that they've that dedicated a three by three like that's green how we screen die. to. That's fine with me. We, we all gotta go, bitch. <laughs> this is where we're not um, okay. gonna let your Pisces rising choose the photographer. <laughs> we're not gonna let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um. And secondly, before we oh, begin, yeah, because you were you were doing t- kind of the talk or not talk thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here 
in in the hotel, I get to experience something that is exclusive to hotels these days, and that is the t- the hotel TV, the hotel oh, TV yeah. system in mm-hmm. general. I was flipping around on that bad boy the other day, and I came across the Westminster. Why is the Westminster Dog Show always going? I love Seems like it's the dog going. show, dude. I love but the dog show. I don't know if it's happening now or if it was like a rerun. I'm not that clued in to, to what's going on. But I got to watch the entire sporting group mm-hmm. part of the dog show. And when I tell you that best in show, the nailed film, it. the Christopher nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. Got, nailed it. And it holds up. Yes, Dude, that movie is what? 15 years old or something? Older by than now, that. Probably. Yeah. And it is still exactly the same. I mean, they're 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 still the announcer guys. There's like the serious announcer person. Oh, they're fantastic. And then the one that makes the stupid jokes. It's great. It's great. Yeah. The clothing, Everything about it. Why does everybody? It hadn't changed. Why do the handlers? The, the clunky like shoes, the clunky loafers Why do they, dress they like insist that? on. And which is ridiculous because, like, they should let some of the handlers that are handling, like, larger sporting dogs, like, let them wear running shoes. Like, they're having to fucking run with these dogs. Like, don't put I them mean, in loafers or fucking high heels for this shit. Let them wear shoes. Why is everyone in, like, a satin prom dress i don't know 1993 it's spectacular i grew up so as i was a child of animal planet i gave a shit about no Mm. other channel animal planet was where i lived (laughs) breathed and died it was where i lived and they showed the dog shows all the time and so i watched just about every single dog show for years i knew every breed i still have retained way too many like i still am kind of like a weird rolodex of dog breeds not as much as i used to but still like i there's no dude you have never napped harder than you oh then if a dog they're four hours long so like you could wake up you could go to sleep dude you could go to sleep and wake up still in the terrier group it's huge oh it's fantastic I learned so many dog breeds that I didn't know these, and 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 also the names, the like papered names of yes. these dogs. Oh, they're fun! Shut up! Yeah, greatness. Uh huh. And I understand that they use them to track their lineage, and I understand that all the letters mean stuff, and that's why they have a papered name, and that's it's why like they horses. have their like nickname, their real name, or whatever you know you call them by. But still, seeing like C C X R Y P. Man, it's gorgeous outside today. One, two, three. It's like a dog's name. I love it. I love it. A- this is one of the things aliens are not going to understand about us. Anyway. No. Um, no. Wow. I guess we can start now. Sorry, I really needed to talk to you about the about these things. <sighs> I'm glad. I feel, you know what? I feel better. I somehow. Good. So I'm glad that you did. Great. Yeah. <laughs> making you feel better better uh what what is your what are you talking about i'm gonna jump the gun on you and ask you first oh shit whoa oh did you hear the loud spooky noise happened did you hear it no i didn't i I was exclaiming shit really loud in the Mm, background so it it probably got covered up Mm. damn uh it sounds like somebody dropped like the heaviest bowling ball that you can find in the little bowling ball rack it sounds like somebody dropped it on the ground in an empty hallway right outside my door. That's exactly what it sounds like. Listen to me. Mm. For the first time in Wabah history, I think you jumped the gun on me there. Perhaps. Maybe. 
actually. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but I am thrown off. I'm going to talk to you about music today. Music and makes the people come together. together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all I remember in the background is that weird sound. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing like a, hi, uh, a, a history of music because that's crazy. Yeah, in your uh, in your talk- thirty minute podcast segment, you don't want to yeah. try to do the history of music. Are you I sure? I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe one day, and we'll break it into parts. But geez, not today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kidding? I gotta go to the Galleria later. <laughs> I need some time. Um, I uh, I just wanted to talk about how you can incorporate music into your. Your living, your everyday living. And this was actually brought on by, here, let me kind of navigate my way back to it. Yes, I want to leave the page. Jesus. Oh, God, I should have had this together. You should have. Now look look at what you've done. Look at what I've done. It's the new year. I'm setting the tone. (laughs) Okay. uh, (laughs) This was... I made reference to the hashtag 30 Days of Waba challenge last podcast that we did last year um and i'm just kind of i'm skating along on that vibe so this 30 days thing uh day one is find and play a completely new to you witchy playlist so i just wanted to talk about uh that a little bit i don't know if i'm gonna go through like all 30 days but um Oh, I'm just realizing here, <laughs> I pinned the 30 days, but I stopped at day 15. There's a whole separate slide that I need to add to this. Anyway. No, good. <laughs> Great. Oh, my God. You ever feel it not put together, dude? Um, dude, something is wrong. And this is like everyone that I have talked to in the past few days are just like, I can't do anything. I don't understand what's wrong with me. I can't like, do it I right. I literally That's can't. Sure. Like, I just can't do anything. Yeah, exactly. It's just like. I just can't do anything right. And I felt I that way too. I've just kind of felt like a, I'm just bumbling around a little bit. Mm, mm, mm. I feel you, mm. sister, friend mm-hmm. of mine. Mm. And that's, uh, that's, that's what I'm talking about. What are you talking about today? I'm talking about septarian nodules. Pardon? You know, that was actually a couple extra seconds of silence than I expected. I like, I, I yeah. guess I was going to get a window, but I got a longer one than I thought. So well, see, listen, tasty. I did, <laughs> I did the first couple of seconds, like for the bit, you know, because I, my brain registered that I heard a really long word and I was like, oh, it'll be, you know, do it for the bit, be silent for a few seconds. But then my, then I digested what you said and I legitimately was uh, nonplussed. Yeah, I could hear from your little sound that that yeah, 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 about halfway through <laughs> yeah <laughs> it uh-huh. is a rock but it's cool looking it's oh. it's actually a combination of minerals going on uh that uh, really make a really cool thing so septarian or no. sept septarian nodule sometimes uh called septarian concretion but we're going to get into that oh See, now that's what I was thinking. Well, not thinking, but because nodule lends me to think that you were like, this was going to be uh, like astrology because, you know, like the nodes. No, oh, yeah, that. nodes. So I was I was uh, surprised when it was when it was a rock. 
speaking of, that's a good little plug. Speaking of uh, astrology, I mm. hopped on to Gemini's and a Leo for Aquarius season, which whoop, whoop. fucking strap in for that, you losers. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that Leo moon coming out. Jesus Christ! But uh, it's coming out uh, this month. I think Leo it's rising. Like, Sorry, couple couple days. I I, I just knew. I knew what she meant. My Leo, I was so, I was so sure that I was like, I know what she, she knows what she means. I know what she, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows now. Uh, but give that a listen. Coming out. I hang out with them. Uh, they were very patient while my internet was absolute dog shit. But we got an episode mm. and we figured it all out and we talked about all kinds of stuff and Teresa did what she does and blew my mind about myself. Sick. Yeah. Sick. You know how it goes. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm familiar with the... Teresa mind blow. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've like thought about it since and I'm super inspired. So give that a listen. That's two Gemini's and a Leo. But no, this is a rock. Uh, nothing, nothing in the stars in this case. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what is in the stars? Our eternal thanks and mm. gratitude. It is written in the, the stars. S- it is written in the stars. To the Patreon that brings you in, is sponsored in part by Martha A. Martha A. Okay, that should be Martha. I love three syllables. That's that's my favorite specific the, uh, thing to say. It's what? <laughs> that's a specific thing to say. Well, I, it's because you can. I can usually fit three <laughs> syllables. And I Add love to- three <laughs> syllables. Add it to the list. <laughs> things Macy loves three syllables you know <laughs> yeah oh that cracks me up oh. mm. okay now I gotta think of something though um mm. and it's the music episode so you know do good that's a lot do it of pressure what's the I mean, <laughs> do it what's the name sorry it. Martha A Martha A okay <clears throat> Sorry, I'm very allergy and gross. Mm, mucus. Martha A, take me home oh. to the place I belong. Martha A, mountain mama, <laughs> take me home. Martha A. <laughs> Martha A. Take me home. Yeah. (laughs) Take me home. (laughs) Uh, All right. So I believe that you go first. Do I? Okay. I I have no clue. I believe so. Okay. I never know. Alrighty, let me let me pull up my stuff here and make sure it's working. All right. Whoa. So I just really wanted to start everybody off uh, confused. Yeah. So I just always think that's a really good start, you know, like Mm -hmm. scramble the brains a bit and then nobody knows how good or bad of a job I'm doing. So that's what I'm going to do today. And to start out, I wanted to give you the definition of what a septarian nodule is, according to Mindat, which I accidentally mistyped as Mindad, which is fun. Um, 
So this is, and again, as we've talked about, Mindad is like dry. It's the C-SPAN oh. of rock information sites. Yeah. So but, I've got a paragraph. I mean, you that say hurts. that, but like we know those, we know those pervs over there. We, know we did get the laughing gent who, who giggled after coming tonight. So there's <laughs> something yeah. going on over there. <laughs> coming tonight. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Hell here, yeah. according to Mindat, I, here's a whole bunch of words I'm not going to be able to pronounce, but we're not going to stop until it's done and it's going to go on longer than you mm -hmm. want. So septarian nodule, what is it? A large, roughly spheroidal concretion, eight to 90 centimeters in <sighs> diameter, usually of impure agrilaceous carbonate, such as clay ironstone. It is characterized internally by irregular polyhedral blocks formed by a series of radiating cracks that widen towards the center and that intersect a series of cracks concentric with the margins. These cracks are invariably filled or partly filled with crystalline minerals, mostly calcite, that cement the blocks together. Its origin involves the formation of an aluminous gel, case-hardening of the exterior, oh. shrinking, cracking due to dehydration of the colloidal mass in the interior, and vein filling. The veins sometimes oh. weather in relief, thus producing a septate pattern. So, they I know that painted a clear picture for everyone. Weather in relief? That's grody. A lot of the words you said just now were kind of grody. It's just, it's a, it, I just feel like you can say it a lot more simple than that. A lot differently. I also got a bone to pick with these fucking nerds. Why would you say, <laughs> what was that word you said that wasn't spherical? It was like, oh, I know. Spheroidal? It, it, dude, it, it, it got me right in the, I, it, it ticked me too, man. Spheroidal. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You're doing it on purpose at this You're point. You're doing it. Yeah. A, a roughly spheroidal concretion. Shut up. Jesus Christ. Just say oh. round. <laughs> <laughs> it's ball shaped. So. Yeah. Oh. Oh. The name Septarian is derived from septum, which means partition. Ooh. Just like how your septum in your nose is a partition between your left and right nostril. So that's Driver, where, that's where roll it gets down from. the partition, please. I didn't. I've never thought of the septum as a partition of my nostrils, but I was like, "Huh, it is." You know what? When you suspect you have a deviated septum, the 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 partition part becomes very important. Yeah, it's apparent. I can't stop thinking of that son of a bitch. Who? Me. I think. I think I got a deviated septum. Oh, you're thinking about your son of a bitch septum. Okay. Okay. Yo, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just picking that on one son of a bitch who's <laughs> I think has a deviated septum. Fuck them. So, we're gonna describe these in more detail uh, here in a, in a little bit. But also, if you're not driving or anything like that, you should just look it up because it's kind of hard to describe. But we'll get there. Um, but basically, it forms. 
from these like mud masses, these clay masses that dry and crack with these chambers that form these distinctive patterns from the filling of other minerals that come into these cracked areas. And we're going to explain that a lot, a lot more. So in geology, here we got some, here we got some definitions though, because I talked about there's nodule and concretion, right? So mm. apparently these are similar things, different, but similar enough to where they get used interchangeably a lot. Sure. And so a nodule in a geology sense refers to a small, irregular, ir irregularly shaped mass or kind of lump of crystals uh, with a contrasting composition. So and we're going to kind of explain what that means. Uh, what that means later. But a concretion is a self-contained cemented body of sediment. And these form uh, a bit differently to where it seems they the word comes from to grow together or to harden. So it seems that like a an accumulation happens around a nucleus, which was a starting point, almost like the sand that forms the pearl, right? So mm. sometimes it's like a fossilized seashell or something like that. It's an organic material. And then all this silt and shit starts sticking to it. And then it just concretes over time into this thing layer after, after layer. And so that's what a concretion is. So a nodule is... I, I'm going to be real with you. I'm still like a little confused of like what a nodule is, but it seems that it is something that contain. it's got, it has like contrasting things within it and where it comes, it like contrasts even from the source that you like dig it out of, uh, I think. Oh. But it seems as I understand it, that concretion is the more probably proper thing to call uh, a septarian nodule, but like they're so close it seems enough. And from what I could tell, the tone just across the board seems like a bit tired in the explanation and that it's just it's just pedantic <laughs> enough. They're just close yeah. enough to where it's like it. We're just going to keep calling it a nodule for the rest of this article. Just it's close that enough. You know, seems to be a running thread with with rock nerds is that kind of attitude that kind of like, God, it, it is, but it isn't. But just fucking stop asking. It's I think it's just so hard to turn the tide of things once they just they get it's just yeah sure you know what yeah yeah sure uh -huh. yes yeah, it is that's what it is good enough bud so Ugh. the process takes a long time and it makes these guys uh kind of fossily a little bit we're gonna get into that uh in in a little bit because it involves kind of like an organic thing kind of at its center that was built on up around it but the thing is is there's a little bit of debate you know there's always there's always debate right going on back and mm. forth about and then in this case it's what causes the cracks what did it what causes the cracks and so you got some you got Very half of them Seinfeld of you. that's what i'm going Jesus. for half of them okay. are are like well we think that since a lot of these things form in places that used to be underwater when mm. the waters receded and the ground cracked and dried it let shit seep in there so there you go oh. and so that's one okay but then there's a whole other pack of scientists that are like no no 
you fools. What it actually is, is there were all these layers of plant matter and they gave off gas in between these layers of clay and at the center of these things and that they like created cracks, you know, like the expansion of Mm. gas. And then that filled full of minerals. But it seems the point of it all, regardless of how the cracks formed, it's the filling of the cracks that is what is most important because that's what causes the effect that we see when we look at septarian nodules with the contrasting, um, uh, contrastly colored kind of crystalline filled areas with like the darker surrounding areas. Have you looked one up yet? No, I was actually waiting for a good time to ask you for the proper spelling. Septarian. S E P T A R. I A N nodule. <laughs> it's funny because a uh, nodule kind of came up at like it came up in Google. Okay, mm, this stuff, uh, the stuff that in my br- my brain sees it, my brain sees it, or I see it, and my head goes mm, snakeskin rock. It looks super cool and you've seen it even if you don't realize it so there's if you look up uh uh septarian spheres like septarian nodule spheres those i did not realize that's what those were but every time i see one i'm like that Mm. looks so cool but then like i saw him today and it was like oh it's you okay the uh the raw version looks a little bit like um like brioche buns Mm. you know how they get kind of cracky on top Mm -mm. yeah Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. How did you say that? Okay. Go on. Continue. So, septarian nodules are commonly found in sedimentary rocks, such as your shale, your limestone, or your mudstone. And often, you, you find them in areas, again, that were once underwater. Ancient seabeds is where you were gonna mm. you're gonna find more luck finding these. We got some AKAs for these guys. There's beetle stone. Damn. Uh, oh. there's turtle stone. I and can see that. Dragon stone. So all three okay. of those are pretty cool. Um I like except the turtle stone. Beetle stone makes me think of those scarabs from what is it, the nineteen ninety nine classic, the mummy that would peel <laughs> off the walls and then come under your skin. Yes. Yeah, which scared the absolute fuck out of me as a child oh they were so effective especially with they they would squeak so like it was it was it was i hate it (laughs) do you you remember when i thought that was billy zane who played um (laughs) yeah okay all right yes i do (laughs) so uh, these are classified as a rock. However, on the Mohs hardness scale, they're about a 3.5 to 4, you know? Oh. So hard enough to carve, as well as polish up to a high shine. But, Ooh. uh, you know, you could, you could dimple it if you nicked it against something sharp or dropped it even and things like that. Like, it's not like the hardest thing in the world, you know? It's kind of got that waxy calcite thing going on to it. Uh, a little bit because there's calcite in most of these a lot of these are, are calcite i can't stop looking at them the ones they're that cool. are shaped like eggs are real cool because they do look like dragon eggs yeah they're really really neat i i would 
I, I gravitate anyway to the fossily type stuff, but like these in particular, mm. I want one. Like a lot of times when we mm. cover stuff, I usually wind up wanting one of what I'm researched. But this time I was like, I want one of these. These are yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah, I would like to have this. And not all of these focus around like a spherical center. So it's not always that the inclusion of the other mineral uh, is in is like um like dead in the center some of them are right in the center and they look kind of like a butthole to me and it cracks me up yeah. every time i look at it mm -hmm. like it looks like uh, it's, yeah. it just looks just like one um which was the first that. example i was presented and why i picked this topic full Great. disclosure <laughs> um <laughs> i was lacking inspiration <laughs> that day so uh -huh. here we are and you just are scrolling around i know how it goes you scroll around you see something that makes you go uh -uh. That, yeah and then i was like okay <laughs> let's do that so, <laughs> um but they don't have to be in the center so sometimes it's like these little slashy slices that are kind of running throughout it or if it's a sphere would it's kind of like like a slice it kind of would you would you like a slice <laughs> sweet sweet luigi um, sometimes the spheres will look like, so, you know, like, uh, have you ever peeled an orange and you do it mm -hmm. to where it's like, you keep most of the peel together. So it's like a dangly kind of spiral. And some of the spheres are kind of like that. And what the gaps aren't is like the filled in mineral. So it's not like it's all like just in the center. It's like all kind of curved around the edges. I feel like I can't describe mm -hmm. things today. So again, use your computers or bonds. <laughs> <laughs> That's our well, bah, You should really just look it up. Just oh, please. Um, I like the orange peel one because yeah, I, I've scrolled few. Uh, bleh, I can't talk today either. Um, I've seen a few that do have that like uh, look to it. Yeah, it's like it's like a bunch of ants ate an egg from the inside out. You know? Yeah, actually, That's great. <laughs> uh. I'll Look take that. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way that you, this is like the way of just trying to get our brains to describe. We have like when you peel an orange all in one piece and like when ants uh -huh. eat their way outside of an egg, this is all you get. So and you know what I'm talking about and I know what you're talking about. I mean, it's so does clear. Anybody, yeah. Does anybody else know? Is anyone else? Anyone out there? Is anyone listening? Anymore? So anyway, just how to say you got variety okay it doesn't all have to be mm. in the middle it could be different ways and essentially this is a fossil situation we're talking about here where there was a cavity that was created kind of around uh this organic material that once was alive a very very long time ago and it fills with all these different pretty minerals like silica based things and and calcite and it fills all those voids up and because there's some options in those minerals and the different compositions and whatnot, you can get a wide variety of appearance with these guys, which is pretty cool. And you can get some size variety from little nubbins to like over a foot across to some big ones, oh, yeah. which look really cool. Oh, yeah. So what's making these guys up? Well, mostly calcite, calcitony, aragonite, aragonite. Have we talked Whoa. about that before? I'm sure we have um and limestone uh sometimes you get some clay minerals in there you get some gypsum in there barite throwing up in there i saw a uh, bentonite sometimes might find its way in there so 
septarian septarian nodules either way they have at least two minerals in every case often three though at least so generally there's a larger portion of some sort of mudstone right which is old compacted ancient clay i guess that turns into a rock and the interior will consist of calcite or chalcedony or you know something of of that sort and so the former the mudstone the outside it it forms what is called the matrix of the septarian nodule it is the container while the inside uh you know the it's it's called the septaria which is awesome just that's badass i want to change my name to that cool <gasps> septaria septaria and so yeah the center septaria is like suspended in the matrix and oftentimes there's a layer of aragonite uh all around or that surrounds the septaria and that's like that thin layer of kind of like outline that surrounds the center crystally part from the clay mudstone area behind then most of them have it like a, a dark kind mm. of brown mahogany looking uh thin precise layer surrounding the uh the septaria oh that's and that's cool. the aragornite yeah, aragornite. Yes, um, it's the, the the brown the brown material. Uh, and is it aragon aragonite aragonite? I don't know. Man, I listen. I heard aragorn, and I'm it's aragornite. Yeah. So uh, in most cases, the matrix will be a gray or a brown stone, and the interior varies in color from a white to a brown to like a honey yellowy color sometimes to even an orangey in there at times. Uh, And to really put it simply over and over, I saw them written uh, as a fossilized mud bubble, which sounds like a huge oversimplification of what happened. Um, But at the same time... (laughs) yeah. How come some I of these like descriptions it. are off the wall, and then some of them are like it's the dirty bubble from SpongeBob? It, yeah, and, and it's because it was like I don't know about that, but then I was like, but it's kind of nice that like even a mud bubble can become fossilized and be preserved <laughs> forever into something beautiful. So you literally never know. Um, the best estimate of formation for these guys I could find is the Cretaceous period. And this uh, began approximately 145 million years ago, ended 66 million years ago, I guess. That's what I found online. I don't know. And uh, to my layman brain, this makes sense, right? Because the Cretaceous period, I I think towards the end of that is when the big daddy asteroid came and just killed everybody, oh. you know? And slammed into the ocean off the coast of Mexico, a bunch of floods and unrest all over the world with nature phenomenon and shit. So I feel like it makes sense. You got a bunch of a bunch of areas that used to be covered in water. Things died at the bottom of it. That water recedes way later on. And when you get you get these dudes. So I don't know if that's the way it went down. But to me, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Flooding like from the asteroid. But I don't know. Um, Isn't. Isn't just the way things work cool sometimes, man? Yeah, man. Especially old stuff. Really old stuff. Like this. Because, like, I know that all crystals, most crystals are older than hell. Like, I get it. But something that's, like... Right. These are different for some reason. And I I don't know. You just hold it. You're just like, dude, you've been around before, like, every single 
living thing that we know it like yeah. all the, all of our yeah. human like all humans and like subsequent pre- pre- precursors to humans before any of them were alive you this thing was chilling have seen all of my ancestors exactly and we get into that later similar to ammonite uh so oh. it forms in a handful of places on earth but not all over uh the you get some big examples like the big large pieces it seems are getting pulled out of new zealand that's a big source for uh for that and also just like sidebar i saw a post in the coven of a bunch of you new zealanders being like who else lives in new zealand and there was like a decent amount of comments in there and i was jealous of every single one of you i just want y'all to know that like i i like read the comments and and looked at all y'all and i was just like man i'm so i got i'm sucking on them sickles dude so hard Sucking off jelly sickles. Um, I just want voice notes from each and every one of you so I can listen to your beautiful accent. Yeah. Please, thank you. Talk me to sleep, please. Ah, uh, just like open up a dictionary and read like the first. Actually, that's some good divination, man. Wow. Yeah. Get your get your word, your entry. Yeah. 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 That's kind of so, fun. That's a good time uh where am i oh yeah okay new zealand that's where you get some big ones Uh, in the u.s notable places it seems utah around zion is where you're gonna you're gonna maybe find some some good examples there's apparently some coming out of texas uh morocco another notable place Mm. like there it's just peppered kind of around the world so anyway let's get into the metaphysical stuff And so, guys, I mean, we're talking about a fossil kind of situation here. So we're getting earthy, of course. And this is a stone of time, of pressure, of layers, of inclusions and blending. And there's a lot that we can take from that energy, especially if we ourselves are focusing on blending. And I was thinking about that. Like, there's sometimes periods in your life, like whether you're coming to a new city or you're getting into like a new friend group or a new job mm. or like, you know, anything mm. like that. That's a period of time in which like some additional energy is great because it's it's kind of a lot, especially, you know, there's growing pains with it. Dude, brother, especially the new job one, mm. you know, when Kronk like throws himself against the wall and just goes, eh, yeah, he thinks he's that's what I want to do in a new job. I would like to blend into the wall like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's I I I think about anytime I think about jobs in which I could have used rocks, it's always my corporate job <laughs> because I felt that same way every single day. Just like dude, exactly the same. <laughs> what if like you never left but you were still doing the podcast? You would have the most rocked out office. Dude, my little cube would be <laughs> the cube to end all cubes. So heavy. It so would heavy. Bring the building down. <laughs> so, uh, so there's a lot we can take from this kind of uh, energy of inclusion and and change and uh, turning into something else uh, because there's a lot you know a lot we can learn from things. You know, things take time. For one, things take time and they take space. Little cracks will eventually form and, you know, we will be able to flow into these cracks and these new spaces and become a part of them, too. But it just takes some time and some persistence, honestly, 
and inclusion mm. on both sides. But it it does it as someone who's always had a hard time, like, and it's not to say that I've had a hard time fitting in, a hard time feeling like I'm fitting in, because those are two very different sure. things. Um, like sometimes it's just important to remember persistence. Because I can be one sometimes to where it's like after the fact, you're like, well, I probably came across as a dipshit, so I'm just not going <laughs> to try that again. Um, yeah. And it's important to remember, like, you got to put yourself out there, too. You got to put yourself mm -hmm. out there. It can be hard. It also sounds like it might be helpful if you are uh, perhaps merging two families together or yeah absolutely existing family system perhaps mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah which can be tough you know it can be tough and it's got, again it's got i just think of things with growing pains you know mm -hmm. like i feel like that's kind of the energy that we're we're working with here and this is a stone of nurturing confidence so not and I guess I mean that in both ways. Like, not only does it nurture your confidence, but the confidence type that it encourages is a nurturing type of confidence. Mm -hmm. So you're not necessarily like kicking the door in with your thigh high boots on, but like <laughs> you're like you're presenting yourself in a way that shows a sense of pride about who you are and what you have to say. And over and over, I saw septarian nodules recommended as a stone for those that are maybe wanting to work on being able to uh, do public speaking uh, a bit more or stage fright, you know, if you want to try singing uh, and performance anxiety, things like that, um, because of this energy that is kind of this quiet but confident carriage uh, to it of just kind of being like, no, I can do this. I believe I can do this. I'm going to do this and it's going to be fine. And... Were you thinking of Patrick Starr? I wasn't. You said kicking the door down. Oh, okay. But I'm glad you were. Okay. Yeah. When he's got his, his little fishnets on. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Icon. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so septarian nodules are, I mean, they are really, I mean, we're talking earthy here. Formed around something that was once alive, then over millions of years. More and more layers of earth and pressure and minerals of different kinds surrounded and flowed in and compacted and cracked and seeped to form what it is. Ugh. And it invites us to question, like we were talking about earlier, these long spans of time. All of these developments happening deep underground in the darkness, all to eventually work itself up to be in your hands or in the view of your eyeballs. And because of that, it could be a good stone to help carry you through maybe times a year when you struggle. Maybe it's uh, maybe especially seasonal. If you've got some, it's summer or winter, doesn't matter, or whatever season it is. Mm. Uh, because I feel like this is something that has been through long spans of cold and darkness. And it has also been, you know, up, raised up higher and, you know, topside. It has been through both and been shaped and moved by nature and climbed and risen and been pulled out. And all these things have happened. And uh, I just feel like it can remind us, too, that, like, we can get through these periods. And, like, yeah, we might not feel comfortable in them and they might suck and we just kind of get through them but maybe they're layering us and shaping us bit by bit 
as we work our way through them, eventually getting to the surface again where we want to be. So if you're cold and tired of these dark fucking days, uh, perhaps the septarian nodule can be a subtle pulse of earth energy to help you settle into the winter time. A reminder that, you know, the world around is, if it is wintertime for you, it's utilizing mm. this time of cold. It needs it. This is a very necessary thing for, you know, the, the clock of nature. And that wheel is going to turn around again. And then it's going to be really fucking hot soon. And if that's not your season, the cool will come again. Yeah. It's, you know, and so it's just a reminder that we'll get through them and the time will cut. The wheel will turn and we're going to turn right along with it. And maybe... If we keep ourselves open along the way, we just, you know, we're getting changed by these sensations, by these seasons, by nature, and uh, we're growing all the while. So, like Ch -ch changes, strange. Oh, yeah! Every time I hear that, I'm like the strange, like, like the strange, like the. You want me to look at the strange? Like, I can get you some strange. I'll face that strange, man. <laughs> so, like, a lot of fossil-type stones, septarian nodules, can be useful for looking back. Whether it be past life work or you're meditating just on the deep earth and just, you know, that energy kind of getting down deep into the primordial earth energy. Mm. And like mm. ammonite. And like we said earlier, this thing existed before everyone that you know and every all of those. Remember when we talked about, what was it, Othala, all of the subsequent breaths that had to happen uh, in order yeah. for you to be here? You know, all of that before any of that chain of breath began, this thing was hanging out. And it's kind of that creates like an anchor point the way I see it. And it ang it's like a, a, a tangible anchor point far beyond any of our human counterparts. And I just feel like that's useful energy to perhaps like propel you kind of in that direction you're going, whether you're meditating or doing divination work with spirit. But having something like that, that's kind of like, it's got the energy of that far ago in it. So maybe I can draw I from that and just go talk to my great grandma. You know. Pull you in deep. It probably has no trouble getting in deep, being like, "Oh, you wanna, you wanna sink in? Let's go, yeah, let's go." And so yeah. it's useful for that kind of thing. And it, you know, it doesn't have to go back that far though, because we can also utilize it to look back on our own life, whether that be shadow work or not, or therapy, or it, you're just wanting to, you know, be more. You're just wanting to kind of practice reflecting. Um, it can be a useful tool to perhaps inspire that looking back. And if you're someone that doesn't really live in memory very much, but you want to start being more reflective on your past experiences and lessons, perhaps this can be a good friend to kind of help <clears throat> you get those memory juices flowing. You know, like I know for me, I don't really spend a lot of time with memory. Like I don't sit and remember very often. Um, and if I, I can, if I try to, I can choose to remember, like if I'm, you know, we're like, I'm trying to think of something if for a while I can sit and usually be like, okay, yeah, I remember this. Um, but like without the effort to try to make myself kind of chill and hang out with my memories, I won't 
and I'll just yeah. forget them, which is why I don't have a great memory, I think. And so it's like sometimes I try to make myself like be like, no, I'm going to practice remembering shit. So I remember how to remember. It's important. Bro, how off-putting would it be to like walk into the room and there's a Macy on the couch just like staring into the distance and you're like, yo, what's up, Mace? You're just like, I'm remembering. I'm remembering. I'd be unsettled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, you know, it's something that you can use either way. You know, if you do kind of feel like you you need to be looking back a bit more and you want to reflect and you want to start, you know, learning from pa- or diving in and analyzing past experiences and things like that, or just kind of, you know, just remembering periods of your life to kind of help brush up on those memories and knock the dust off. That's great. But there's, you know, there's... There's a flip side to this, too, you know, to not being able to escape memories, always living in the past and not the present. And so this is a good middle ground stone uh, that's got that earthy energy that's kind of like, you know, uh, maybe can help find a space between uh, between the two. So between this grounding energy it also can yield a protective measure when it comes to astral travel it can be a useful little tether you know it's super earthy but it's like not so earthy to where it's going to be so like literal you can't get there you know like it's cool with you getting there but it's just gonna like remind you like hey don't let that don't let that monster crawl in your body Okay, cool. You got it. You know, like you're unattended as, right now. Just, just be careful. Yeah, I feel like that's where it's it's there to give you a little bit of like a little bit of support in that way. Um, like you know, I pre- I like what you're doing. I support what you're doing, but like you might want to cover your astral neck hole because something could just uh, slip right in there, my guy. Neck hole. That's how I picture it. I feel like it's just like you just oh. you just got like a like a little neck hole and things can just climb on in. Ew. Yeah. That's yeah. what I picture when, like, they say, you know, uh, in Spice World, and you didn't have an head? Didn't have an head? I think of, like, yeah. Like I can head. tell that we are getting closer to Aquarius season because I have grossed you out on accident just saying things about eight times so far this episode. <laughs> I want a good roll today. <laughs> it's coming out of me. And, and you know what? Now that I think about it, the amount of times recently... That I have said something to you about, like, that was very Aquarius of you, or like, mm-hmm. that was Aquarian. Like, that has ramped up recently. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, lastly, Septarian nodules are stones of patience. Oh. They are ancient. They're, listen, they're unruffled by petty minutes or hours Ooh, or even okay. days. Their energy is of the long game. They've listen, they've been around so long. They've been around as the earth has shaped and transformed around mm. them. And it's a good reminder to hold something so old and remember that we're just a small piece of a story that's so much broader than our brains literally can even get. And there's freedom in that. And like when people get like when people start to get old, you hear it all the time. You're like, "Ooh, I can't wait to get old so I can stop giving a shit." You know what I mean? Or like, "Ooh, somebody was like an you know they were they were old and they were past that point of like pretend." You know, you know, you just reach that age where you're like, "Yeah, fuck it, 
I'm over this. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I want to do. You start that whenever. I mean, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Be crotchety early. Start now. Be Be crotchety now. Be crotchety now. And I, this is something that I know that I, I struggle with me personally, and I've talked about it before, especially when, well, yeah, if I don't have a piece of paper, I'm (laughs) fucked. Um, But I will sometimes work up how much more I have to do in my head and just think I will fall into a track of thinking about a time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And it's kind of like this like hamster wheel type state of kind of working myself up, feeling like, you know, there's just, I'm rushing, rushing, rushing. And in the, in the process, one, not getting as much done because I'm kind of spinning my wheels and freaking out the whole time. But then sometimes if you can take 10, 15 minutes or whatever, go ground, go do like a daily, like a daily practice, like in yoga, it's called a sadhana. And that's like your daily spiritual practice, maybe some breath work, or maybe it's you just go ground you do some chanting you pull cards or whatever like it's amazing how if you just take a second to like slow down ground back down kind of connect with spirit for a second which has a way longer timeline than we understand like all of the things that if you come out of it you're kind of just like i have so much fucking time like what what was i going on about i do this all the time and like that, that to-do list will just like slide into place and there's gaps in between. And it's like, oh, no, I can like, I- I'm fine. But it's like when you're so like caught in your own, you know, wheel of, I don't know, fucking anxiety and stress, I guess, it, you can, it, it's just like you dilate. And, and it's like the opposite of time dilation, but you just like, you go, you go into such a small scale to where, it, until you just draw back out. It's like, it's fine. It's fine. And um, I don't know, sometimes it's just perspective and not every time. Sometimes you have no fucking time. But if it, a lot of times for me, if it's like nerve related, I usually can, like, I just need to kind of pull my, I need to pull out of that space a little bit. Uh, so lastly, just to kind of close it. So these guys, I feel like they're, they're a different kind of time piece for us. They're opposite to a clock because they're the macro scale. And they're a reminder that, yes, there are things that will need to be done today, but remember to slow down and experience them as you do so, to be present and to be a part of the earth around you as you navigate your day. And you're not just tied to numbers on the face of a clock, you know, and whether we like it or not, those numbers are just going to keep ticking forward. But there's also that grand scale that we can think of that we can draw on to remember that sometimes slow, just going slowness, you know, just a sense of stillness, slowness, taking our time. Great things still get accomplished and oftentimes you'll get it all done. But it's just there's that perspective of just like, no, let's let's take a deep breath in and let it on out and just kind of slow our pace down a little bit, slow our roll, just like a touch. And see if maybe we can kind of operate from that perspective a little bit. And usually that can kind of take a lot of steam out of me if I remember to do that. To slow it down? Yeah. Yeah. To slow the roll? To slow my roll. Yeah. Where does that come from? 
I don't know. I haven't said that phrase, I feel like, since middle school, but it came out of me. <laughs> it's a little silly. <laughs> hey, slow your roll. Slow your roll. <laughs> Talk to me about music. Oh! <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you... So you're done. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. yeah. I never told you I was done, did I? <laughs> I was waiting for a, a continuance. Yep, <laughs> you just, that's okay, it. Stop. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. All right. Well, this space right here in between your section and my section, guess what? Uh, is space available for you. What? I thought you were going to pick up there. Oh. I, I, I don't know. If, <laughs> I, I guess you cut out because all I heard was available for you, like an ad. And I was, I did. Yeah, that's all. That's yeah, that's what I mean. Ad but space I just heard it. here in the middle oh. of this extremely put together and polished podcast. Got uh, it. Got it. Got it. Got do- it. Got it. I just heard space available, and I was like, for what? Okay, I got it <laughs> for you. Uh, do you create perhaps a witchy product or a product that you think witches will like, or a product? Point blank period. Or perhaps a service that you think the bean can wants to hear about. Let us know. Because this space right here, this is where we put our sponsors. Mm -hmm. You know, usually. And uh, we can tell you about uh, all of the different options that we have for you guys. For advertisement, um, write us. WBAHpodcast at gmail.com. Now I'm going to talk to you about music and stuff. Okay. I want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me kind of let me uh, let me get, let me get my my stuff pulled up here. Real, uh, let me go back. So I posted over on Facebook uh, for the episode. How do you use music in your practice? I also, you know, those little things, those little um, like note card looking things that you can post on Facebook, where it's it's whatever you posted, but it's you know, it's your little emoji guy or whatever they call it for Facebook. Mm-hmm. You're she yeah, I, I gotta, they, she's just she's yeah. jumping around on a little cake. Just you know, that's cute. Anyway, so we've got let's see here, about sixty plus comments from you guys. So at the end I'm gonna roll through and perhaps pick out like just a just a handful at random. Uh there's no way I'm gonna go through all sixty. So if you're interested in that and hearing from the beans, uh then please do that. Also I wanna say the official WBAH Spotify playlist is live right now. This second. You can join it. You can follow it. You can add to it. I think everyone can add to it. I don't know if you have to have the the like special invite code. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. Mm. Either way, we will link to it down below. Uh, And if you search for it, it is just called, let me see, officially here, WBAH Playlist. So we can all kind of maybe find some new witchy music or share stuff that we've forgotten about. You can put it on in the background and pick and pull the ones you like or just keep the playlist going in in general i'm very excited to see what you guys add to it i have already it's gonna added be a, a long few things. boy it's yeah it's gonna be a lot because i'm thinking uh the playlist that we had for anahata's purpose the hot beans playlist was a smaller 
playlist. It was not like the official, like for everyone, you know, and we didn't like post the code anywhere. And that in itself has hundreds of songs on it. Oh, it's so, so long. It's be... so long. Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a monster. And there are no rules here. Just a song that you makes you feel witchy. So there's no rules with this playlist. It can be everything from hip hop to straight up like uh, specialized spiritual kind of music, whatever makes you feel like a witch and you want to share. Again, that'll be uh, linked in the show notes. Uh, but I want to start there, actually. I want to start with okay. the fact that when we're talking about music that you use specifically for spell work, there are no constraints that you have to have. Um and while I would say the playlist that I have that is like named my pagan playlist or my, you know, spellcraft playlist, it's a lot of what you would expect. Um, you know, there's a lot of like Danheim and Wardruna and just like lots of drums and like more, um, uh, I guess, what, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, ritual, I guess, ritual sounding type music, you know, and, and stuff like that. But it could be, let's see, where did I put my notes? Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah, no, it could be whatever your specific intention is. So say we're doing, I don't know, say we're doing some, some sexy spells, you know, you could make, uh, you could make your whole, you could make a little sexy playlist of, I don't know, who's a sexy artist? John Legend? Do people think John Legend is sexy? <laughs> <laughs> the weekend who do people listen to <laughs> i don't know um <laughs> if it's a uh let's say you're you're trying to um ooh ooh you know if you're trying to go to proverbial war with someone you could put you can just have you a bunch of rap battles a bunch of diss tracks damn you know anything that gives you that feeling uh that you are trying to encapture while you set your space or while you do your spell work, go for it. Uh, that's my main takeaway. I think with all of this is it doesn't have to be anything that you think it should be, you know, it shouldn't have to be anything. If it gives you the goosebumps and it makes you like, you know, you got the chills and you're like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. That makes me feel something. Mm. Go for it. Uh, never try to force it. Because I have put on music before to try to get into, uh, like when I do divination, you know, if I try to get into almost that trance-like kind of state, I have done the music that I usually do, which again is that very like kind of uh, grindy, you know, like the grindy, or not organ, but like the, uh, God, they use it in a lot of very pagany. Again, I'm thinking Danheim, like off the top of my head. You know, it's like the wow, 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 wow. You know that song? That sound? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sounds like the Witcher music. I don't mm -hmm. know what instrument that is. I don't either. I know the instrument. But I always. Thank you. Okay. I'm always like, I have to. It has to be something like that. It has to be this very, you know, hey, ka, te, or whatever. Um, and sometimes I'm not into it. Sometimes what really gets me into it is some you know just slap on some real chill iron and wine or something um sometimes 
it's the electro-funk version of cocaine country dancing. Who knows? Damn. But, <laughs> dude, that comes on more often than I would like to admit. I, hey, I get it, man. I it's a, it's a surprise, but it's a good one. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And I think thank you to Lyra, I think, was the one that found that and sent it to us. But they are uh, very specific electric funk. Uh, let's see. So I want to talk about a little bit of history. Again, this is not the history of music, but let's start with our ancient pagan cultures. Now, that's a very broad range. But um, the point is, every culture through every time period has used music uh, in rituals involving worship or in thankful uh what's the word uh like praise or gratitude or offering towards Mm. deities uh to engage or induce uh trance states to be connected with the divine and invoke spiritual energies to call in specific energies to get in touch with uh ancestral beings you know which is uh i i do sometimes i'll pop on like a like an old old playlist you know um you know the 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 top 10 of the 1200s or something you know wow and, 1200s and nice <laughs> <laughs> you slam to that for a little bit mm-hmm. uh because you know i'm trying to appease everyone you know i know all of my ancestors aren't gonna enjoy um christmas crooners you know the frank sinatra collection or whatever mm-hmm. uh although i will do that i'll throw on some some older music that is probably only appealing to like my most recent you know group of dead but um yeah so it's it has been throughout throughout history uh there are periods where music was even uh kind of looked down upon i guess because in particular let's see hold on i have to find it where is it where is it okay yeah so in particular during the uh medieval and renaissance periods the christian church viewed certain musics or even certain uh music instruments as the devil and gregorian chants and religious music were considered acceptable. However, folk music was connected to pagan traditions and therefore usually condemned. Uh, there were also bands in some places of uh, drums and bagpipes because they were associated with non-Christian rituals. What if they make you thrust your hips? What if that drum beat makes you want to poke your little butt out? It might. It was um, like how they had to might. they had to get rid of music uh, for the dancing madness for a little while because they were like, "Well, shit, we tried to play for everybody <laughs> and they just kept dancing." <laughs> that seems, dude. That story. Uh, during uh, the infamous witch hunts of the fifteenth to eighteenth centuries, there was um, music was used as a form of spreading that fear of those individuals being accused of witchcraft, right? So music was sometimes linked to the accusations and sometimes the stereotype, uh, or we get the stereotype from the often 
the accusations of like, oh, they they were dancing, communing with the devil. You know, we mm. see the imagery of the witches dancing around the fire all the time. But that slutty, uh, non-Christian music was sort of Damn. at the heart of it. Yeah. Yeah. Filthy. Uh, any any kind of music that was you know, chanting, drumming, rhythmic in nature was believed to have magical properties. And that's not always a bad thing. Like, yeah, there's the times where it's going to get you thrown onto a big pile of bodies. But other times, like in contemporary times, there are some out there, and I saw this in my research, uh, there are some people who say the thing, music is the closest thing we have to, uh, to actual magic. And I think that's interesting. I think it, the argument there is that there are these actual sound waves that flow out and they change the literal vibration of us. Because we hear vibration all the time. You know, we talk about vibes and raising the energy and pushing out vibration. You know what I mean? And it it puts a more tangible feeling on vibrations. I kind of started to understand vibrations as a concept a little bit more when I thought of it in terms of sound waves and of mm -hmm. music. Yeah. So um, it's something that is beyond helpful to me is when I do cleansings and clearings to feel like I'm doing making actual change. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes if you're not feeling your, your magic, you're not feeling perhaps very confident, it's hard to believe that you just did something. So sometimes if, if I'm feeling that way and I do a clearing, I'll play music that I want to fill, to fill my space with. And maybe it's not even music that I feel like listening to just to like have fun and dance, but it's like my happy playlist because I'm trying to infuse the walls you know, at least for a little bit with this vibration of happiness or hopefulness, or I have a playlist for um, uh, money, manif money manifestation, or perhaps it's like business, man love manifestation, whatever, right? You can make your playlist that has that vibe um, to kind of fill the space after you do a cleansing. And it's so much easier for me to visualize the space being filled with music, which I don't know if this is gonna make sense, can you, I feel like sometimes I can see music taking up a space and I'm not like claiming to have like a, like a synesthesia kind of experience with this. I just feel like it's a very understandable way to think about vibrations moving through the air. And if there's a lot of music in an area, I can just, I don't know, see the cloud of that taking up space. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, do, it makes total sense. And it's it's not that dissimilar from like what we've talked about with sound clearing, like when you clap in yes. a non-cleared room versus a cleared room, you know, like right. that sound has it, it does something in the space. And I see it the same way, you know, like when you play those sound, they fill up the room, they, they go mm -hmm. and fill it up. And I prefer to do a clearing like a club like you like you said like clapping or screaming or some form uh my dad for christmas got me a um a uh, sound bowl my first ever so awesome about that. and uh it make oh man does it make a um i, I want to say piercing but not in a bad way if that makes sense it is just so crisp the sound and clear nice. that that thing oh, makes. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
that I, I feel like it just shatters apart anything. It feels like if I held it too close to glass, it might actually break the glass. So I know that that gross miasma shit. So I prefer to do something like that to get this, the, um, the gross stuff broken up. Uh, and then to fill the space, I like to bring in the music. And you are in no, sh- it's in no short supply. Music is in no short supply. It's been around for forever. Uh, if you started listening to music now, you would not listen to all of it till the day you died. You know what I mean? There's no, no yeah, I feel like it has existed forever. Almost as long as humans have existed. Well, and I mean, there is some ties to why, because we get into, let me scroll here. We get into some mundane reasons of music being something that's tied to us. Uh, it's in, it's in our, it's in our bones. It's in our DNA um, because how far back this goes and how the beat of a song and, um, uh, and a, um, I'm thinking of something perhaps other than beat because it doesn't have to just be beat singing, I guess, you know, melodies has always brought people together and signified safety, a safe space, uh, the flourishing of communities, because if we're doing well enough to, you know, have this musical interlude, you know, we're probably thriving a little bit as a community. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if not, it's also there to, comfort us and and pray you know i guess if you want to say it that way for things you know if we if it wasn't raining or if there was no food Mm -hmm. people would get together and they would do dances and songs and stuff like that it is it is through our entire bodies through our history and there are studies that show that music literally eases pain from our bodies Hmm. um and it's not kind of a thing that people throw out there where it's just like oh music music will help pain because yeah it'll help emotional pain but it literally eases pain and how we perceive it in our brains and how we accept it and they've done studies on people who have gone through pretty traumatic and painful like surgeries or injuries um and there is at least some pain management in music and of course it's not (laughs) gonna like take away it's not gonna be like we're not replacing anesthesia or something, you know, to say, it, you mean I can't just take my cramps away. Yeah. <laughs> just blast Mozart into your, into your womb or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I hate the word womb. I don't know why womb. I said that. Anyway, womb. It's always grossed me out a little bit. Uh, Anyway, but music also facilitates movement and movement in itself can be magic. Dancing in itself can put us in touch with our bodies. And then we get to turn the page and get into somatic healing. It all builds upon itself. Okay. And somatic music is big in somatic healing as well. Um and if you're not aware of what somatic healing is, uh, I saw a cute little, like, explain like I'm five thing out there when I was kind of doing my research. And it was basically, and it was, I love when somebody says explain like I'm five, and then people actually explain mm-hmm. like someone's five. Because sometimes people just take that to mean 
dumb this down for me. But when when people explain like they would a child, I think it's so cute. They're just like, so your brain and your body and all of your body parts are a team. And when a team works together, you know, everything works better. But sometimes our teammates don't work together very well. So somatic healing is like the coach that comes in and it teaches us all of the exercises and the stretches and the things that we can do to get our brain and our body on the same team. And I was like, that's fucking adorable. I um, I do love some. We need to get Meredith on here at, yes, to do an interview. I thought about I, her a lot. Yeah. It's dude, I love talking with her. I, I've gotten multiple somatic sessions done with her now, and every single time it's just wild what mm-hmm. comes out. It's so amazing. I'm I've, I'm all I'm 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 all in. I'm all into the semantics, but I really yeah, am. I'm, it's, I'm doing it. I'm, it's I'm a growing it. field, but it's a very, very interesting field. Yes. Yeah. And it's um, just the more and more that that field grows, the more and more it connects not only to a witchy or I guess you might even say like a woo kind of lifestyle, but the more that comes out of it, it is scientific like there there are there's so much stored in our body and this is even going into the field of like mental health think about that book uh the body the body keeps the score which if you haven't read i suggest it um and it's about storing trauma within our bodies and helping to release trauma through certain movements and certain exercises what well, is uh, super again, neat so like healing. one of the, some of the ways that like so when i when i work with meredith like mm will find pain points in my body. Like oftentimes, you know, it's my lower back for one. It's always been Mm. my lower back. And something that we've done in multiple pain points is over the period of, you know, over an hour, you identify this area of the body, you name it, you ask it questions. Mm -hmm. And it's you, you, you establish a very like personified, pragmatic connection. And it is really been a profound thing to do like to add like i now have a name for the assist like what is seemingly essentially the emotional armor of my lower back and i can address it Mm -hmm. and talk to it Mm -hmm. and reason with it and it is just it has already changed so much but it is such an interesting way to go about looking at trauma and pain in the body and healing and in different ways even just in asking your body asking the pain in your body not asking you questions about the pain Asking the pain questions, asking your yeah. body questions. And it's just such an yeah. interesting experience. And just knowing what I know about the body and how it stores pain and how that pain is connected to our past and our emotions and things that we carry with us, that can be a hard thing to do. It can be a weird and hard, like you kind of have to learn how to do it. Um which can be hard because like, you, you know, people say that thing, feel your feelings. And you're like, of course I feel my, what do you mean feel my feelings? Of course I feel my feelings. But it's not until somebody breaks it down to you. It's like, okay, what that mean is, means is, is feel those feelings in your, where do you feel them in your body? Yeah. Um, and simply, sometimes, if, I don't know if I get really angry or whatever. Really, anger is pretty volatile. So we'll, we'll start there. Um to to just ask what am i feeling right now in my body just to list okay 
my fists are kind of balled up and my stomach is really tight and I've set my jaw. Sometimes just naming that helps the anger dissipate. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I don't know why I would love. Again, if you guys are interested, um, please let us know if you are. Uh, we could possibly ask uh, our friend Meredith, the somatic healer. Yeah. I would um, love to do to an, show. an episode with it because it's mm. just so fast. Anytime she talks about it, I just sit and I'm just like fast. Soak it up. Yeah. So, so, soaking it up. Soaking it up. And I've, I've not spoken with Meredith very much, first of all, at all, but also not in a professional capacity because, like, (laughs) I think it was the Twilight party. Yeah, it was the Twilight party. I'm not sure that's the time to be like, tell me about somatic healing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Excuse me. So, uh, yes, yes, yes. So that in a mundane way is how music can kind of come through. And uh, I skipped ahead a little bit there, but I wanted to end my section on history. This is from thetravelingwitch.com on their blog, How to Enhance Your uh, Magic with Music. And it, it was summed up really well. So I'm just going to kind of take from, uh, I'm going I'm gonna, to I'm gonna copy. I'm going to copy. Here we go. No discussion of magic in music can pass without acknowledging voodoo and its magical influence. Uh, music is essential to voodoo ceremonies. Possession being overtaken with a divine spirit is facilitated by music. During slavery, white people feared the power of African religions, both in themselves and of their potential to be united, and sought to suppress uh, voodoo and therefore all basically all black ceremonies, uh, even creating a law which made the use of drums and other instruments by slaves illegal in 1740. African practitioners of voodoo who uh, melded their religion with Christian denominations in America brought their beliefs about the importance of music and worship to the church. Voodoo's musical style, rhythms, and beats survived and thrived in black congregations and have become hugely influential in American music through gospel, rock, and soul. Um, So again, it's one of those issues where we're seeing a major point of our contemporary daily daily lifestyle, in modern America at least, being influenced uh, by, you know, basically the racial divide that... It feels weird even calling it a divide, just the subjugation of, of well, you know, so. Yeah, it's rooted in f- attempts of cultural genocide. It, right. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I, I am not uh, saying like, hey, go out and practice voodoo. That's not what that was about. It was more so just the history of how that's woven its way in, even to like laws is like outlawing drums, dude. But like. Just for sl- like enslaved people? Come on. Oh, of course. Anyway. Rules for me, uh, <laughs> but not for me. Uh, well, I liked the part about how, uh, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Oh, yeah. It, people feared the power of African religions, both uh, of themselves, but also their potential to unite. And it seems like a lot of stuff comes from that. This like, w- we can't let people unite because like they're gonna be mad at us i don't know why but they might just want to overthrow us i don't know why but if everyone got together they might not like us very much (laughs) so in magic music sets a vibe like no other brother and when we are 
casting that circle or creating that sacred space for whatever work we're trying to do, we make use of herbs and we make use of intention work and we make use of candles and smoke and scents and sprays and crystals. Add music to the list if it is not already there. Uh, Because to me, music is a huge tool in setting that, at least setting that vibe. I myself will kind of weave it through the entirety of the thing. Um, And even into, into the day, you know, sometimes music, if it was a particular style or a particular artist or just invoked a particular feeling, again, that playlist, if I did a ritual or a spell work for that particular thing, let's say money, then I will through the rest of the day, perhaps rock out with my little money management playlist or money, um, um, not management, manifesting playlist. Mm -hmm. So it can carry it through. That's what I see music as. It's a carrier. It carries it through. It fills these walls and space. And it's like, it's sort of like the candle flame. When you do your candle spell and you walk by it and you kind of shoot some energy at it. It's like, it's just this, you're wrapping up in this, um, you're wrapping up in this cloak of vibration that's doing some of the heavy lifting for you. Uh, I think. Uh, If you want to use it or you can use it to evoke emotion that you are wishing to put into your spell or, and I want to talk about this, the importance of listening to a particular type of music to release an emotion. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always have to be about gaining something. There is power in listening to sad, sad songs when you are sad, sad bodied, (laughs) when you are, a sad girl, when you are angry, when you are so fucking angry that you can't stand it, um, throw some like super angry music on. Throw some super sad music on. If you're like feeling petty and jealous, there are songs out there that I feel completely embody that feeling. And I think that sure, you can probably go a little too hard on, um, you know, perhaps listening to the sad songs to the point where it kind of flips around and you start to, to have an issue. <laughs> um, I had a friend's friend once say that when they stopped listening to depressing music is when they noticed they stopped being so depressed. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> the um, more, you know, so I think the more, you know, you know, and if it truly, if you were listening to very angry music all the time, sure. Maybe you might be, I don't, I don't want to say that though. Cause like every, I don't know what what music you consider angry as metalheads. I don't know. Whatever. Anyone I've ever met, like in that subculture, has been the nicest, sweetest person ever. No, yeah. So, yeah, I um, think a lot of it, it was, is timing, you know? Like yeah, do I yeah. would I wanna listen to that first thing in the in the morning? No. But it's not it's not that bad. It's not evil. It's not angry. You know, yeah. it's just a style of a style of music. So that's the thing. Like even with my spell work a lot of the time. Even if, because I used to really kind of let myself get caught up in the tunage, you know, in the music. And Mm -hmm. sometimes if I'm making an herb blend and I'm just, you know, kind of wanting to jam myself out to like, you know, just my music, just like some shaky graves or something like that, Mm -hmm. or like Goodnight Texas, I just will. You know, like I, I yeah, won't. Yeah, I'll just listen to what I. Because sometimes when you want to listen to something, you're just like, God, this is just hitting so good, and then you're just exactly. shooting magic out of your palms. Yeah, 
Yeah. And if that's what you're going for, again, that's what I mean. Like, you don't have to be like, I've got to listen to music about uh, protecting my space if I'm trying to do protection. Sometimes if you just listen to the thing that gives you the chill bumps right then, it is going to blast you off. And, like, you you will be shooting the magic at your zippity zap out of the fingertips. It's great. And um, I also think that there is so much to be said for the process of creating your own music. Some Mm -hmm. people work things in um you know specifically like drumming you know drumming to either put themselves in trance states <clears throat> drumming to kind of just get into a vibe uh people will write spells into the right sprell spells <laughs> spells and prayers and offering and gratitude and just everything they'll write that into music or they'll write Ooh. that into song i before have sang my intention um, even if it's something as simple as, and I want some more money for my pocket, you know, I don't sure. know, something stupid like that. Like what I'm saying is, it's, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be this uh, grandiose, beautiful production worthy thing. It's just a way of communicating things. Yeah. Uh, and especially when we're talking about like the, the magic and the witchcraft of old, remembering certain things like if you're trying to remember a chant or if you create perhaps a spell that's why we have these tools that are uh synonymous with witchcraft like the the rhyming that's why so many spells rhyme because it makes it easier to remember and i think that goes hand in hand with music um i want to talk a little bit about uh some of the specific uses, I think maybe like playlists you could create or something that you could do this for. Like if you're having an idea, like you don't know really where to start. Uh, we've mentioned the money playlist. And for me, that's everything from like, I don't know, like hip hop songs that talk about like, I have a lot of money to there's a silly, there, I have like comedy songs on there that are like, I have this one song. You remember Garrett Watts? Mm. he did the youtube video where they were uh shooting the holy water out of the guns yes yes i do okay (laughs) uh so garrett watts has twice now put out like some comedy tracks i guess and there's one called grapes um and it's just about having a lot of money. It's about having a comical amount of money. And I put that on my money playlist. Yeah. You know, so don't take it too fucking seriously. What else can you make a playlist for? Beauty. Make your like a make yourself like a little like a little a little bad bitch playlist, you know? And perhaps you can do it while you're doing your other forms of beauty magic. We're talking, you know, makeup or clothing or whatever it is you do to do your glamour magic. Uh, I love the idea of being maybe a little bit petty. And doing like an eye opening spell because to me, if somebody's a dick, I don't necessarily just want bad things to happen to them. I want them to know, I want them to become aware. I want their eyes to be open. And I call them eye opening spells, you know, um, to just sort of see why they're, why the thing they did was dickish, you know, or perhaps why being that way is not going to get them, you know, no, don't, don't be an asshole is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like songs like, uh, I don't know, like you're so vain or, or I don't know what else would you even put on a playlist like that? You know, of course I'm not thinking of anything in the, in the, See, meantime, the first but... thing that came to my head start. So, okay. This song could really shoot you in the foot 
Because initially I was like, ooh, I know what I would do. But then when you get to the chorus, you're like, ooh, I don't know about that. Because initially I was like, <laughs> open your eyes and oh, see yeah. that your eyes are open. But then you're saying, always I want to be with you. Always I want to be with you. But that could be good because that could be like, open your eyes. And that could also be like a, always I'm going to be with you. Like, I'm going to be there in your ear telling you you can't get away from me. You know what I mean? Be, yeah, like every time you it. go to make a dickish fucking move, I'm going to be right there, brother. I'm going to be, be right there. there. Be waiting. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that is all from me, but now I want to take it to the Facebook. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, Jesus, there's so many comments. Hold on. <laughs> you guys, um, I encourage you guys to go check this out so you can see everybody's one wonderful ideas and how they use music but for right now i think i'm going to use the magical electric dice solution yeah it's the best option because it's it's fair it's fair all right give give me one sec so the first one i have is from nicole z h when people have three names i never know which one to abbreviate so i just do both um (laughs) Nicole says, ritual drumming helps my brain shut up during meditation. I like Mm -hmm. to use the energy from music to help raise energy, too. Helps me get into the right mindset. I agree with all of that. Hey, hey. Okay. Corey B. The Corey B. Says, I almost always use uh, music, either as a way to get myself in the mindset or by making it music. See directly me doing sound cleansing at AP in 2022. My bells and jaw harp are my favorite tools. You remember? I, I think about that jaw. I got? think about that jaw harp cleansing so often. I dude. do too. All right. Uh, Kirsten says sound cleansing and motivation while cleaning. Also, if I want to do some kind of ritual or meditation, I use music to drown out background noise. I have three kids, so peace and quiet is not an option. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. You can kind of like neutral, like at least like uh, equalize the sound by putting on something over it. (laughs) (laughs) Covering it up. Uh, Christian <laughs> says, I often use music to uh, cleanse and ground myself. It helps me to focus and calm my energy when I'm feeling out of balance. Holly says to blast the funk out to get me in the right mindset, specifically uh, Stevie Nicks uh, for this, and to keep me from getting freaked out when I'm doing something late at night and worry a booger might get me. Okay. Ali says, uh, I've always had a very emotional connection to music, and I honestly use it in all aspects of my life. Music just makes me happier, more productive, and focused. Listening to music that came out 50 plus years ago makes me feel closer to my grandparents, and I like to imagine myself hearing that song for the first time and putting myself back in time for a minute. Cool. All right, Serena says, anytime I need to come up with words for a spell or cleansing, it ends up being in time uh it ends up being in time and beat to some other song or another i don't even do it consciously i think you could like use a lot of choruses that already exist too you could find any music that you like and just think of it in a in a certain way be like how could i use this and you could just sort of repeat the uh the same the same little bit over and over almost like an earworm yeah jenny says i use singing uh, as an offering to deity 
if there's a song that feels on brand for them, I will sing to that or I will sing that. And I also sing to my water to charge it. I guess I see it as a form of sound clearing or energy exchange. I like that. That's Mm -hmm. that's a good idea. Molly. All right, cool. We're going to end up with with Molly's here. Molly says, I often put a song on whose lyrics are, are or even just general vibe reinforce the energy of the spell that I'm actively working on. I feel the music deep in my bones and I let its energy feed into my intentions. Here's some examples. When working on a spell jar to manifest a new job in 2020, I listened to brand new Cadillac by uh, by the Clash on repeat while putting the jar together. Then I landed the job and doubled my income. I was used to spirits existing in my old house, but one night I heard an unfamiliar slash unwelcome noise. And the next day, I cleansed the entire house while blasting DNA by Kendrick Lamar because it made me feel badass. (laughs) Because it made me feel badass and gangster. When working on a... I can see that, though. I can see that. Dude, the whole damn record is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Let's see, when working on a spell to help a new friend find a new, to help a friend find a new apartment, I listened to Home by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Uh, let's see, editing to add, I can't believe I almost forgot this one. A couple of years ago, I started a playlist titled Homestead Vibes and added songs to it, which gave me the kind of feeling I wanted to feel when I am comfy at home. I used it during the home buying process to zero in on the right place for me, and it fucking worked. I bought my home in April, uh, and the playlist includes music by, let's see, Colts, Hosier, Hazel, Hazel, English, Jesus Christ, Sierra Farrell, and Lord Heron. All right. I like Lord Huron. I, I, for a second, I thought you just said, I don't like Lord Huron. <laughs> I don't like you. Your tastes. Suck. I don't, I don't like, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, Macy. <laughs> uh, wow. Right. Okay, cool. Lots of different ways people be using music in their magic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I want to remind you that that playlist is live. Check it out. I will post links on our Facebook facebook and it will be in the description or whatever you call that thing where you read the show notes great wow yeah this is a long one yeah 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 i'm having to resituate in my chair i can't stop saying yeah 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 i'm trying to think of the weirdest song that i have used for magical purposes and I don't even think it counts because, like, again, like you said, sometimes it's just the music you were listening to anyway, and it's sound clearing. You know, I'm sure it's like some good Southern comfort on the skids, blasting out some baddies. Well, I was fixing to say, I'm pretty sure that I have definitely included Camel Walk in music yes. or in magic. I'm glad. I'm glad that yeah. we both have Dude, that even if I just need an ass shaker, because come on. Dude. Sometimes shaking your ass, like I said, again, connected with that body work. Sometimes shaking your ass in itself, dude, is the is the magic. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Like, especially if I, I do that when I'm warding. I, like, I want to claim the space. And yeah. it just, I feel like it, it, it really, it lends. It lends to it. So I feel like this is uh, fortuitous because right now, at the end of all things, one last comment popped up, and it is from Jordan Moon. Uh, you know her. You love her. Mm-hmm. Moonlight Apothecary. Uh, 
And she says, messages from spirits, channeling. And I didn't think of that. I think that's great. I also saw someone earlier refer to it as shufflemancy. And I was like, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah, it's a really good way to... I mean, we kind of did that in a little bit. We used it to try to connect with ghosts in uh, Fort Worth. And oh boy, did did, did we really? They had a lot of opinions. Opinions about women. (laughs) They really liked your cheating heart. Like a lot. Oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> they wouldn't oh, let us no. move on. Like we tried to skip the song and they didn't like it. And we had to go back. Is it I? Why, I feel, who was that? Because like you're at a brothel. I don't know if that was Adam. I don't feel like Adam was that bitter. Mm-hmm. No, Adam was a sweetie. Adam was sweet. I never danced boy. with him though. He is going to find you and enter your neck hole and possess you. <laughs> See, this you. is why I need, I need my septarian nodule. <laughs> to keep Adam out of your neck hole. <laughs> <sighs> oh, wow. Okay. Wowie. I'm going to eat something okay. we need to end this let's wrap let's do, let's do the going home sounds wrap it up mm-hmm. wrap it up i'll take it i guess we already did a patreon plug at the top but listen we'd really appreciate it if you want to do that uh we've got Simcap every week mm. every goddamn week we have a whole other episode that comes out the day after this episode and right now guys we are covering we milf manor yeah, we are. I was going to say, I don't think we've gotten to talk about it on an we actual haven't. episode. Because last week we were still frantically trying to decide what to do. Um, we're doing MILF Manor. We've done the first episode. Uh, tomorrow I am your showrunner for the episode two, which I have already seen. Macy, have you watched it? No, no. No, I have not. <laughs> I'm going to watch it on Thursday when I absolutely have to. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Listen, dare I say it was a good episode? For, for what it for is. For what it is, okay. There's okay. Some, there's some definite. There's some definite <laughs> emotional damage that happens. So. Were you entertained? Was the minimum of entertainment reached? Yeah, but in a way that made me feel bad. Okay. Hey, that's what I expect. So at least yeah. it's on brand. Can I say one more thing about music that I forgot to add in that I thought was a cool little fact? Yeah. Okay, so during, I just skipped over it and I saw it in my notes and it just peeked out to me and it was like, you forgot to say me. During the Salem Witch Trials of 1692, hymn, uh, uh, hymn, hymn, hymnal singing played an unexpected role because mm. some accusers claimed, claimed that the accused witches would sing the hymns backwards uh, as a form That's of dark magic. And awesome. it just sort of added a creepy, eerie little feeling to the trials. Yeah, that's creepy. Have you ever heard songs played backwards? It's so creepy. It's so weird. Oh, I hate it. Gross. That's cool though. What a statement. I need we need to learn I need to learn a hymn backwards. Like study it ahead of time. <gasps> Dude, and that would be so sick. Do this. Granted, I feel like that would be a really good way to get shot in a church around here. Let's not do it in the South. Yeah, yeah, because there's definitely guns in the Lord's house. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it would be fun, you know, just giving it. Just, uh, one, 
just as like a brain exercise, like even just trying to recall the alphabet backwards is hard for me. Mm. I've I've thought that if I ever got pulled over like for drunk drive and I wasn't drinking and they were like say the alphabet I I'd be screwed. They better not. I mean, it's like listen, let me <laughs> l- let me walk a straight line for you. I've got that down. Like, don't make me do that. Like, I'll show you any other way. Yeah. Yeah. But then they go, mm, she's drunk, and they mm. throw you in the paddy wagon. A likely story that you don't want to do that, this rocket yeah. science task wow. I'm giving you. Isn't that, isn't that funny? Dude, I sound drunk half the time when I talk. So I'm, I listen, I'm terrified of being pulled over for drunk driving. Yeah. Well, great. You should be. Okay. Everyone yeah. should be. Terrified don't do of it. being pulled over in general. Yeah, I do oh, still no, accidentally do say my first thought subconsciously is don't eat me every time I see a cop. Don't eat me. I think of that all the time. It's just the first don't thing I think me. of. Because they're like the big SUVs here. I don't know if they're that way everywhere, but like all the cop cars here are huge and they've got like grill guards and they're very big and menacing looking. And I just, just all I think yeah. it's just don't eat me. Don't eat me. Mm-hmm. You're just standing there menacingly. Are we forgetting anything? I feel like we're forgetting something. Uh, I don't know. Keep an eye out for the winter print. We're oh, that's rocking and rolling. You, you collectors, keep that's coming. An eye out for the winter print. I can't wait to, to spark, spark my, my J up. <laughs>